Good morning, my kings and queens, princesses and prince. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. This is day two of our two-part series that started on yesterday on the topic, Order My Steps in His Word. Live in love, love for our life. Order my steps in his word. Live in love. Love for our life. Heavenly Father. Gracious Father, we bless you. We thank you for being the King of glory. Thank you for being our Father, Redeemer, Shepherd, and King. We thank you for reconciling us back to you through your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. We are thankful to you for the Holy Spirit, who is the promised advocate, who empowers us to be effective witnesses to your kingdom here on earth. Thank you for loving us and watching over us every day, every hour. Lord, let us all that we have praise you. We will praise you as long as we live. We will sing your praises with our dying breath. Our hope is in you, the Lord our God. You created heaven and earth, the sea and everything in it. You keep every promise forever. We stand amazed at how awesome you are. How amazing is the triune God. There's just not enough words. Amen. I want to give everyone something to motivate the do it fluid in all of us. The dream is important. We all have dreams. It is important that we have dreams. The determination of the dream is important. I don't want you to ever go asleep on your dream as you will not you will stop when you go to sleep. When you stop, that is a spiritual assault to derail God's purpose in you. But do get your rest for the health of your mind, body, and inner spirit. Then, give it your all. Capital A-L-L. Take it and apply all of that rest that you received to your dreams. So your dream can grow into fruition. And remember, ordinary begets ordinary. Extraordinary begets extraordinary. So daily, no alarm clock needed. Let your passion awaken you. Now on to the scripture focus for today. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. That is 1 Peter 4 verse 8. In the voice translation of the same passage, it says, Most of all, love each other steadily and unselfishly because love makes up for so many faults. What this is saying, very important, don't miss this. 
in the second scripture, in this scripture focus, it continues with loving each other in the way that covers a multitude of sins. In overall, in 1 Peter chapter 4, and we're looking at verses 1 through 11, it urges us as Christians to take on Jesus's attitude toward suffering. We should see it as an expected part of fulfilling God's purposes for us on earth. Those who willingly endure suffering for Christ set the course of their lives away from mind-numbing sins. This is true even when those who still commit those sins badmouth them. We must stay alert so that we can pray in these end times. We must keep loving each other, using God's gifts to serve each other with God's power and through us. So all the glory goes to him and not to us. In the entire chapter, Peter continues to describe how Christians should respond when faced with persecution. Remember, Jesus says we're going to have persecution. We're going to have trials of all kinds. Number one, take on Christ's attitude and expect God's purpose for our life to include suffering. We must do this. Number two, set the course of your life away from mind-numbing pleasure-seeking. Be alert so that you can pray effectively in these end times. Pray all the time. In fact, rejoice if you share in Christ's suffering. God uses suffering to refine the faith of his people, and our present suffering contributes to future glory. If we keep if we suffer, keep doing good while trusting your soul to your creator. Don't put your mind, body, and inner spirit in the cookie jar that is filled with the way of the world response to things. As pertaining to our life, I ask the following question: How do you love others? To begin, a simple glance at the person may cause strong feelings of affection and attachment. Just looking at them, you may feel an, uh, an overwhelmingly need to make that person happy. It happens because love is also an action, not just a feeling. Truly loving someone, when we're talking about that kind of love, means caring for them in ways that they need to be cared for with no strings attached. That's not necessarily what I'm talking about. I'm talking about just loving someone, being a person of love, where you love everyone, agape love. That's why they call it unconditional love. There's not a one-size-fits-all instruction kit on how to love someone. But in relationships of different kinds, this is what's recommended. Listen. We have to listen to people. Engage with them. Be quiet and listen to him or her speak. Don't try to over-talk them. They matter when we actively listen. Let them know that they matter. 
by shutting your mouth down and letting them speak. Offer the gift of being an attentive, open listener. They matter. Make an effort to offer your undivided attention. Put away the cell phone and not allow your mind to get distracted by work, emails, TV, or the news while spending time together. Instead, remain fully connected and engaged in the activity or moment together. Use your word, number two, use your words of support. Say, I'll support you no matter what. I'll support you either way. I'll support you no matter what you decide. And let it go. Number three, always say thank you and let them know that you appreciate them, even the little stuff. Remember to give gratitude to the other for who they are as a person. I thank you. I really appreciate you. I really like you. I really want to appreciate you. I want you to know that I appreciate you. That goes a long way for people. Express interest, which shows that they matter. Everyone that breathes, breath, and talks wants to know that they matter. In fact, some statistics on suicide, according to the General Statistics Association, when people don't feel like they matter, they commit suicide. Suicide is the 10th leading cause of death in the U.S. Every day, approximately 130 Americans die to suicide. There is one death by suicide in the U.S. every 11 minutes. Now, we know that dep depression affects Americans in the ages of 18 and up. But we're talking about suicide, and when that's coupled together, it takes the lives of over 48,500 Americans every year. And only half of all Americans experiencing an episode of major depression receive treatment. So that's why we need to engage people in conversation and let them know that they matter and love them. An estimated 285,000 people each year become suicide, suicide survivors. So that's a whole nother story. This is one, there is one suicide for every estimated 25 suicide attempts per day. One suicide for every one that's attempted, 25 that's attempted. There is one suicide for every estimated four suicide attempts in the elderly. Just think, when we engage and pay close attention to others, we naturally start to notice how we could probably make one's life a little easier. This is just a little bit on love, but it's a work in progress. On the real, if we truly love God and people, it is difficult to sin against God or people. We can only sin when we suspend our love for God and people. And when we love another with the love of the Father, it is considered by God as love for the Father. Hate the sin, not the person. Hate the sin, not the person. 
God created, formed, and made everyone just like you with plans and purpose. So continue to pray always, asking God to bless and take over. And let us move onward, believing, hoping, and forgiving, and most of all, getting out of the way. Remember, our acts of love for each other can earn God's forgiveness. Peter does not, in the scripture, that a focus does not mean to imply that we are paying, paying our sins off through good works. That would be kind of silly. But what would contradict what Peter and other New Testament writers clearly teach is that our sins are paid for by Christ's death on the cross. And forgiveness for sin comes only through trusting in him. Our love for each other covers a multitude of sins related to our imperfections. As Christians, we are not yet sinless. We are a daily work in progress. And we are absolutely 100% unequivocally not perfect. We have set the course for our lips for our lives away from sin but we still fail to obey sometimes and we know that we make mistakes yes we do even when we mean well yes we do love for each other includes forgiving each other overlooking past hurts and building each other up when we fall it is difficult for sin and resentment to flourish in a community rich of Christ-like love. We choose life by choosing love. Choose to be responsible for yourself or for self by choosing love first. When we don't love ourselves, we cannot love others. When we hate choosing the works of the flesh as it feels good, it does nothing for our growth. Health care is full of people with health problems as a result of problems of the flesh. No discipline in the inner spirit, just being tossed to and fro in no root in love. So my question is, what is it that makes us pay a lot of attention to works of the flesh? The desire to be a caring, do we think it gives us power? The only power is making our sinful state feel good, like eating a really good ice cream. But ice cream melts in the mouth, and so does the works of the flesh, and so it's nothing sustainable. So choose love for our life on a day-to-day -day basis, every day, all day. Stop looking at ugly things that attempt to get us rattled over Jesus. Jesus is love. The life, the message, the plan is and always is 100% love. My, the, the word says, my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. We have to grow up, rise up to, the, to really understand this scripture of focus. And remember this, as it pertains to faith and love. When we become Christians, we enter into a relationship with God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit that will cause us to grow.
With the power of the Holy Spirit, we are called to become more like Jesus and to become more holy. It is this spiritual growth that becomes a birthmark for our faith. And here are other scriptures for further understanding and inspiration to help bring you forward. 1 Samuel 2, verse 26, And the boy Samuel continued to grow in stature and in favor with the Lord and with people. 2 Peter 3, verse 18, But grow in the faith and knowledge of our Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. 1 Peter 2, verse 2 and 3, like newborn babies crave more spiritual milk so that it so that by it you may grow up in your salvation now that you have tasted that the lord is good so today rise as we spend more time in scripture and pray we will experience growth and blessings as we pursue righteousness rise today we are better rise today we were born with purpose. Selah. Have a beautiful, blessed day in the Lord. Remember Jesus is love and Lord of your life and everything about us. And have a supercharged, super marvelous day. Amen.